all you out there in podcast land, welcome to Stream Police, the podcast where we tell you what's good, what's bad, and what's ugly on Netflix. I'm John Otney. Joining me is Michael Seventy. How you doing, Michael? I'm doing good. Uh, if you can't already tell, I have misplaced my microphone. It's exactly <laughs> 107 miles away from me right now. So you, know, you just got to bear with me this week. You mm. know, it's funny because I wanted to start out this episode talking about how last week was our first. We're going to keep getting better. <laughs> and then what do I do is I go in the exact opposite direction yeah. on the second episode. Major blow. Who, who knows where it's going to go from there. Mm. This is a professional. Start using Microsoft Sound Recorder or something. <laughs> Some yeah. lo-fi shit. Yeah. Anyways. Uh... Yeah, you feel you feel good about last week's episode? I do. I feel like it was uh, the best pilot since Cheers. First episode of Cheers. I will <laughs> yeah. say that. Yeah. yeah, it was good. I noticed I I pop my peas a little too much, so I'll try and avoid that uh, this time. Oh God, no! Uh, I I was clicking like crazy. Like I I have like a nervous tick that I didn't know about. I guess, <laughs> which. Because when is it ever going to come up that when you're recording podcasts, you click... I don't know. I don't know if that shows up in the episode, but it's... I don't know. Uh, hopefully not. I apologize. Maybe I'll get a pop filter or something. Uh, just yeah. make sure I don't start doing like like Run DMC's Peter Piper. Wait, cause... you don't want to do Run DMC's Peter Piper? Because <laughs> I, don't, I, don't I don't know if that sounds good. I'll try to right, do we'll, we'll try that. We'll try that another week. <laughs> <All right. laughs> Anyways, uh, so this is a podcast where we take randomly selected films from Netflix and review them. Last week we reviewed Jack Reacher, which we did not recommend. Mm. Instantly disappointing America's uncles. <laughs> Sorry about that. Uh, at the end of the episode, we were given the task of choosing between three films. Those films were Jackie Chan's 1987 martial arts period piece, Project A2, the 2011 Lenny Bruce documentary, Looking for Lenny, and the 1977 Italian octopus movie. Never thought I'd have to say that. <laughs> Tentacles. Um, that one was very sounded very interesting, but due to unforeseen complications with Tentacles not being available by the time we actually came to a decision, we will be reviewing Jackie Chan's Project A2, which, will, which was interesting because it is a sequel. Uh... <laughs> Yeah. I don't know. I'm, I mean, we'll get into this a little bit later, but Michael, do you feel like you're really missing out? Yeah, you know, the Project A uh, canon, like, I, I don't know <laughs> anything about any of these characters, so I, I think I need to go and kind of get my hands on not only the first movie, but all the expanded universe, you know, tie-in novels and Yeah, the novelization. <laughs> yeah, the novelization. The choose-your-own-adventure novelization. <laughs> yeah. It's like pop-up, too. Oh, yeah. That sounds that sounds pretty bold, uh, but before we get into the review, San Diego Comic Con is going on, and you know that's always a hub for movie nerd news. Uh, it's kind of something I found less and less interesting over the years. I don't know mm. if it's because of like just superhero exhaustion, or maybe I'm s- slowly not becoming that demographic anymore. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I, I feel similar. I feel similarly. Sorry. If I was twelve right now in, in 2014 I'm, I'm probably pretty happy with the movie landscape i mean there's so many superhero movies mm. but now it's like i don't know it's a lot of the same so have you uh have you checked in on the uh the comic con at all this year read up on anything uh honestly not at all uh actually we were talking about you know what we would talk about on this episode and you brought up comic con 
actually had to do some research <laughs> just because <laughs> I not only did I not know what was really happening at Comic-Con, but even uh, just uh, what they were discussing is just something that I'm not I haven't been interested in in a while. Like there's yeah. the, uh, you know, Batman versus Superman uh, special victims unit <laughs> or whatever it's called. The Dawn of Justice. What what of justice? It, it's dawn of justice. Dawn of justice. Meaning wow. meaning justice didn't exist before <laughs> this movie, and yet I, I saw the teaser. It's like you know, there's crappy handheld footage of it. So bat in this teaser, Batman he's he's, he's pointing the the bat signal, and then Superman shows up, and they just look pissed, like they're gonna rumble. <laughs> yeah. And it's weird how no one I feel like is addressed yet, like. What? Why are they fighting? What could possibly make Batman want to fight Superman? Yeah, it, it makes no sense to me. And I, I, you know, I, kinda, I feel like I kind of came to this conclusion earlier this year that Zack Snyder, I feel like his thing is taking kind of beloved either franchises or properties and then just making them look nice, but then just kind of wrecking them. Like he fucking I, ruined everything that I loved about the uh, Guardians of Gahul. <laughs> everything that i like grew up with with that is that a book i have no idea what the fuck it is <laughs> i don't even know if i got the title right it's the owls right i think yeah i think you're right All but right. i mean like he did you know dawn of the dead and mm. he did 300 and he did Watchmen. I, it's like he takes on these these big these big projects and then i mean yeah. he makes them look nice i mean he's he's got a background in music videos so all the yeah. portions of the movies with visuals with music look good, but anytime there's any story, I mean, I don't know mm. if you saw Man of Steel, but it was a, it was hard to get through. Yeah, um, I think just kind of everything he does is sort of a, a uh, ultra stylized and you know some often very you know pretty looking and eye popping, but just kind of just a, a trial to to actually like sit through um and yeah i mean i think maybe you can kind of look at the music video career and kind of getting used to like hyper kinetic uh you know pretty images coming at you fast but even then like david fincher <laughs> you know or somebody like him he's i don't know and, and what's crazy to me is i feel like now zack snyder's just been handed the entire like dc universe and he hasn't earned it he didn't even make a good <laughs> a good first superman movie yeah and now that's like well let's give him five more characters i'm sure you know i'm sure he'll he'll do it right yeah it, it, it's weird how no one's addressing how that movie wasn't good <laughs> i i feel like in the press release they should have like apologized for the last one no but yeah i, I think that's that's very true that he's kind of has the keys to the kingdom he's establishing the new like cinematic universe for dc with uh i believe wonder woman's in the mix as well i think mm-hmm. they're kind of saying aquaman this, yeah, every, booster gold is gonna fucking show yeah you know, i think they're kind of <laughs> mr missile pitlick <laughs> yeah i hope so as played by gilbert Gottfried. gilbert got yeah i was gonna and... say let's if they can get the g-man over there double g then it's fucking golden but um yeah i i think that's one of those things that um when they first announced that like ben affleck was playing batman I just, I remember thinking like, you know, thank God I just, I don't give a shit about this stuff anymore because <laughs> if I did, I w- like now I can just find it fucking funny. But if I were, you know, I don't know, like a, a I, I don't want to say if I were a few years younger, cause I know there are people my age and older that are still really into this, but 
I don't know if, if I were where I personally was a few years ago where I was kind of where I cared more about superhero movies and I, I just I, there's really no way for me to say that without sounding like a dick but, but but I mean you know just for me personally like I'm not really in that place anymore not that that's a good or a bad thing but you know and uh so I can kind of look at it from a distance and just be like you know Zack Snyder is gonna be <laughs> in control of all this it's just I think the toughest part of all is that I feel like our generation had to suffer through so much bad Batman you know, <laughs> you know with the Tim Burton I mean the first one's fine Batman Returns is a weird curiosity but then those other two are horrible and I just I, I you know once the Christopher Nolan movies came out I was so relieved and I was just ready to like call it and and now I don't know I, it, it 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 doesn't bode well for me so <laughs> I don't know. We live in a very strange landscape for blockbusters now where a movie can be remade in like five years now. So yeah. it's really crazy. It's it's kind of strangely fascinating. I mean, at the end of the day, you can just ignore it. But mm. it's really it's a really weird point in time where remakes can happen just like that and reboots. And I don't know. Yeah. Um, I don't know how much more time I want to spend on Comic-Con just because... <laughs> It's just kind of me ranting. I feel like that's what this opening bit is. It's just our, you know, our chance to be like, hey, you know what I don't like going on these days? <laughs> you know, we got to start the next one on like a really high note. Yeah, but there's there's nothing good in the world. <laughs> I don't know what we can, uh, hopefully. Nothing good, but Project A2. It's just something great. Or may I don't know. <laughs> well, let's Let's find out. <laughs> And our, yeah, let's find out in our review of Project A2. The movie that put the A in action. Police Jackie Chan's Project A2. The movie critics call one of the 10 best Jackie Chan films ever. Jackie's finest. Why'd you do that? And loaded with jaw dropping stunts. is on my side. Project A2. So, Project A2 is an action comedy set in Hong Kong in the 1800s, I think. The poster does not make that clear. If you've seen the poster to Project A2, it's Jackie Chan in a tight black t-shirt with like a a, a trimmed haircut. It's you know it's, it, it, even though it's more of like a Dorothy Hamill cut in the movie. I think it's amazing. I'm a fan of it. I would I hang it on my wall. Personally. <laughs> but it, it's nothing that's in the movie, anyways. So the events of the film are set into motion. Basically, when a police superintendent is accused of staging his own arrests and having ties to gangsters, so Jackie Chan uh, plays Dragon Ma, and he's uh, sent to Chun's district to basically keep tabs on his activity. And he works for this kind of, it's like a Navy thing or a Navy police, uh, <laughs> NCIS maybe? Yeah, it's JAG, I believe. Uh, some, some like other. It's it's the it's like the Coast Guard, Marines, Navy. So I guess when the police are up to no good, it's up to the Coast Guard to uh, <laughs> yeah, that's keep the, tabs that's on the it. hierarchy. The Coast Guard. So anyways, he's sent to uh, the Saiwan district of Hong Kong where crime runs rampant. The police are all taking bribes. And to cap it off, there's talk of revolution. 
leading Dragon Ma to take charge and whip this district into shape. Uh, all right, Michael, let's, let's flash back to you You putting on the movie. You watching the first couple of minutes. What, 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 how did you feel? The movie began, um, says, directed by Jackie Chan. I pretty much have an idea of what I'm in for, mainly just that it's going to be kind of cartoonish martial arts because that's what he usually stars in. And he's kind of like the Buster Keaton of martial arts. That's what people call him. Yeah, so. and, and I think it's a... It, it's a well-earned title and in fact in this movie uh we'll get to that later on but he's he's very clear about his uh his inspirations there um but yeah uh in the opening scene uh first of all as soon as the characters start talking i realize that this is not going to be a subtitled movie this is uh it's dubbed and dubbed in the way that uh like tv shows parody dubbed movies it's it's actually kind of amazing though <laughs> it's it's awful i mean I, I when i first started watching it and uh and the character started talking i was like oh this is pretty funny those is gonna be fun and then it got old real quick and i actually made a, a note of the exact moment that i was like can i switch this to subtitles <laughs> you know I, w- I went to netflix see if i could switch it and it was three minutes and 15 seconds oh wow that's how long it took me to be like, you know what? This is this has lost its novelty. Okay, I, it, it looks it looks really bad. Yeah, it, it, I, I, I don't imagine that's what the characters are saying, and if they are, I'm embarrassed that they're <laughs> saying such juvenile, terrible dialogue. Well, yeah, I believe that they're, you know, of course things are lost in translation, and it's not going to be exactly what they say. And there's, uh, you know, moments where they're saying filler words that they're clearly just. You know, I mean, it's like. Uh, I don't know if you watched Pokemon as a kid, but it was you know kind of oh, similar yeah. that they would like ask Brock, "Hey Brock, how are you?" And Brock would go, "Oh, I'm doing fine. I'm actually doing really well." And yesterday I wasn't doing well, but today's you know because <laughs> you gotta fill all that. Yeah, and and you know I, I think they're that's just kind of the limitations of that. But you know I I, don't, I can't even remember the last time I saw a foreign film that was dubbed. I it's almost always subtitled, um, but I don't know the dimension thought otherwise so i mean after after a while i felt like i was watching mystery science theater you know how they'd they'd be talking over the movie sometimes kind of voicing the characters but it, <laughs> it's it's like that but without the witty insight you're just stuck with the dumb bad dialogue well I w- and these these weird characters yeah i, I want to get to the dialogue in a second but i also think it's important to establish that uh in that opening scene because uh, we did not see Project A1, we're, we're kind of lost with this opening scene of pirates. These guys, they identify themselves <laughs> as pirates, and uh, they say that they're going to avenge their captain, who was killed by Jackie Chan's character, whose kind of code name, I guess, is Dragon. And, uh, you know, and then that's kind of the opening, you know, it... it it doesn't come up again for a long time, but the opening scene is these pirates who had some sort of run in with Jackie Chan uh, in the first movie. And now they're out for revenge. I thought that was funny how they had to fill us in. Like, like I, like I imagine most people who watch project a two have seen the first one. So they didn't really need those pirates to be like, Oh, we must avenge our leader because Jackie Chan you know, or <laughs> dragon Ma dragon Ma yeah. defeated him and we must go kill him. And it was funny. Cause I hadn't seen the first one. But like, well, I, I guess I don't need to. I, yeah. they, he killed their leader. Uh, <laughs> now they're going to try to kill him. But it was weird. Cause it kind of seemed like they, they kind of seemed in the background of most of the movie. 
and I was never, I never thought the pirates seen that. I mean, threatening. They're pretty bumbling. I mean, mm. I guess that's most of the movie. It's, 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 it's hokey. I think it's, it's, it's purposely hokey. I think. I think that's the tone they're going for. Yeah, I think so. And and I honestly, I think there are things like uh, w- with the dialogue, like you're saying, that I can roll with more, just because I think the movie's tongue is pretty close to its cheek. You know, I think it, it, it is maybe not to the extent that we're receiving it as because we have that extra layer of it being dubbed and it being a sequel to a movie that we haven't seen. Uh, but I think, you know, it is kind of trying to be a little goofy. It's, it's an action comedy, I think. And I don't know. I mean, Jackie does have his, the, this kind of this gang of, of goofy cops sort yes. of that, that he hangs out with oh, uh, man. names like Jaws, Jaws and, and uh, shorty. <laughs> uh yeah no i i love those guys jaws is the man uh they're they're one of them is kind of like in the ghostbusters uh i I think there's like one of them is the kind of bill murray sarcastic guy or i don't know the lady chaser i don't know i don't know how to describe their their personalities and how they break down but it's kind of just this ragtag group of dudes that hang out with the dragon and go on adventures with him and all those characters and the tone of this movie, it, it really kind of took me aback because I'm thinking like this kind of movie at this time never would have been made in America. You know, over, you know, let's say late 80s, I mean, even today, most most American action movies, they're so serious yeah. and brooding and violent. And it was really unusual for me to see an action comedy, you know, from this this place, I really don't know anything about Hong Kong cinema. I probably should know a little more. At least I don't know much about the martial arts genre. And it was weird discovering this kind of nugget that's so different and so removed from what we have over here and has its charm. But at the same at the same point, I feel like, yeah, there's things that are lost in translation that I don't feel like I appreciate as much because it is a different culture. So some of it works and some of it doesn't and some of it's weird. You know, I I don't know how much I like this movie, but I do kind of admire bits and pieces of it. Uh, yeah, you know, I I would say my familiarity with um with Hong Kong's. I mean, I I don't know much uh about martial arts films besides the occasional you know Jackie Chan movie that is shown in America or produced in America, and I've seen some. Uh, kung fu movies that the wu-tang clan have recommended or have sampled in their songs <laughs> yeah you know um and you know the occasional bruce lee uh, so i mean that that's about as far as i go and i i you know in terms of like uh i don't know i i've seen wong kar wai movies but that's you know a very different thing i i i'm kind of i don't know the tropes exactly i guess i don't know you know what's to compare this to really in terms of quality mm-hmm. um but just taking it on its own terms and just as an action movie that uh is you know aims to just kind of entertain and is you know pretty pretty goofy and uh, deliberately so i do have to say i i had fun watching this you know i, I there, there's definitely points where I had a good laugh. Yeah, yeah. Like I, for one thing, Jackie Chan is an amazing performer. Like that has to be said. Like he, he can. The way 
that he choreographs these these fight scenes i mean it's been said so many times and obviously his he has a a a legendary reputation for it but i mean there are so many instances in this movie where just the way that uh he constructs a set piece and he'll he'll fight people using things in their environment like a chair or or, you know uh he'll he'll take a tablecloth off a table and have everything there and then use that to fight like it's just it's very much you know uh looking at the silent stars of uh of old hollywood and and kind of using that comedic physicality in this new context and i think it's just it's very fun to watch and very interesting i mean yeah that style adds so much more to a character and to just the style of the film than just guys kind of just you know throwing punches at each other back and forth for him to to do a scene where he's handcuffed to another man and while trying to fight guys throwing axes at him and <laughs> using his environment. Yeah, I think that's that's a good thing to point out is is how he uses everything around him and it's always it's always interesting. Like you like when a when a scene happens when you know it's going to be an action scene and then you just start looking around saying, "I wonder what he's going to do in here." And that's always kind of fun. Just the problem is I feel like the action scenes were pretty few and far between yeah you know, there's a lot of story in this movie you know it's about 110 107 minutes or, or whatever and it it feels even longer uh and this story it felt so juvenile to me like it, i just remember there's one scene i mean they probably show some some jokey stuff at the police station and then they cut to the bad guys and they're having a bad guy meeting <laughs> you know it's, it's a room filled with smoke and it kind of reminded me of when I used to make movies with my friends in high school, you know, it's like, now let's, let's go to the bad guys. And like, we got to kill the good guys. <laughs> yeah. You know, except we were 17. Jackie Chan is like 35. So. Yeah. I, I, I will. Okay. I do agree that the plot is extremely convoluted and there's just so much plot, you know, for a movie like this, I think they really could have just kind of cut it to the bone more because I, I believe everybody watching this is watching this to see, you know some dazzling stunts and to just go on this ride um so yeah i I think the plot is over um complicated and just just very silly in 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 the context of things but i do think that the you know that good guy bad guy smoky room thing to, to a certain degree i think it is supposed to be a little over the top like there's that guy that spits to like punctuate every sentence that he says and you know the 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 cops like the like in that great set piece you were talking about where they're handcuffed together how the the corrupt cop character when he sees the pirates are going up to him he just kind of says oh well yeah that's him i'll I'll go now (laughs) you know i mean there are moments like that that i think are i think point to being sort of uh intentionally maybe uh, a childlike (laughs) version of you know and and that that can be uh that that's hit or miss obviously sometimes that's just like you know it it just it does come across as just juvenile but some i don't know i i i did find myself laughing at at a lot of little moments like that yeah it's very very hit or miss let me ask you about the dialogue. Is that a hit or is that a miss? <laughs> Honestly, I'm, I'm going to go ahead and say hit. I, I'm, I'm surprising myself right now by how much I'm like going to bat for Project A2. But I, uh, I, there, for one thing, I fucking love how anti-cop this movie is. I love the, there's at one point she says, nice people do not become cops, which I just want to like take a, <laughs> I want to put the subtitles on, take a screen grab of that, just put it on my wall. And, and there's, um, 
you know, the cops are reprimanding those guys, and they're saying, you can't go around mugging ladies on the street. And they go, but we're muggers. <laughs> and he goes, we'll mug somebody else. Like, I, I, I think it's the dialogue, obviously, you know, it, it can't be an exact translation, but if if the movie does, uh, the uh, English uh, transcribers did do a good job of getting the essence of what the original dialogue was, then I do have to say that I, I do think it's a pretty funny movie. I think, you know, for all its, uh, for how much the story is a little bit overwritten, I think the if they cut out like three subplots and just uh, kind of kept it down to the bone, then, you know, I, I think the dialogue is mostly uh, pretty entertaining. Sometimes I, I had to like cringe just because, <laughs> because of the obvious uh, reasons, but yeah, no, I... I kind of liked it. I mean, I'd say I like bits and pieces. Uh, so yeah, it's definitely, I probably cringed a little more than I smiled, but I mean, it, it was kind of cute. You know, this that, this actually reminds me, um, it, watching this movie, <laughs> I don't know how historically accurate this is. Probably not much, but it was funny I was watching this. I realized how little I know about Hong Kong in this time. And I wasn't aware, at least I guess I wasn't aware at that point in time and, you know, mid 1800s, whenever it was that they had colonialism going on there and you're like British people everywhere. And, and, but the thing that really threw me off is how there's some Chinese characters that have Cockney accents was, there couldn't have been people like that. I mean, am I that out of the loop? Well, or is that just a joke? I don't <laughs> Well, for for one thing, uh, I'm not entirely sure. So, you think this movie takes place in in the mid 1800s? I read it the uh, the Wikipedia. That's what it says <laughs> uh, for Project A one. Project A one. Unless this one's like 20 years, you know, 100 years in the future. It said 1800s. Yeah, I, I literally have no idea. You think it's early? No, no, no. I, I or later. No, no. Like I, I mean, it, it does take place in old Hong Kong, and like you said, it's the King Empire, and that it, it's uh, the it's the British Empire taking over. Um, you know, and, and kind of that that's a big part of the plot of the movie is that these, uh, you know, the, the, uh, they're, they're kind of the revolutionaries are kind of uh, fighting against this uh, corrupt empire and, the, you know, all this. But uh, I don't know if it's I'm not sure when what year it's supposed to take place, like because I, again, I this isn't. Uh, I'm pretty ignorant about this part of history as well. The, I do know that you know that this is the British expansion. They're, they're you know, I, I don't know if there are people talking. I, I think it, I think it's very much exaggerated, like it for uh, comedic effect and all that. But like, I, I don't. I I can't speak to the historical accuracy <laughs> of Project A two. <laughs> that much it was just un- so unusual for me to see that kind of dubbing i wasn't sure if that was i mean i don't know if i actually thought well maybe some chinese people just talked to the cockney accents back then or if the people who work on this movie were just like trolling i, I don't know <laughs> I, I guess it was just a highlight to highlight the humor it was just really interesting i didn't i didn't see that coming uh, i i kind of i think after a while i kind of liked that <laughs> You know, they, they do a lot to get a laugh here. Yeah, I think so. I mean, I, I think they're... I think there there's a lot of moments in this movie where 
they're they're nudging you and, and winking at you in a way that at times can be a little bit like all right all right but let's let's see jackie chan punch some people but you know at the same time like the alternative uh would be a movie where there's great fight scenes and then the plot is taken completely seriously <laughs> and you know, we just have to watch minutes of these uh you know these plot you know these police officers talking about this horribly convoluted storyline but uh, this movie kind of treats it as a joke which is refreshing uh it, i still think there's too much a story but i think uh i'm i'm glad that they at least handle it with some you know irreverence yeah 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 you know i think overall i was i was impressed you know i, I kind of thought since i wasn't really familiar with this jackie chan movie and it was a sequel to a movie i wasn't familiar with that it was probably like you know, like a cash-in or, or something but sitting down and watching it and you know the the the, uh, the stunts are elaborate. The sets and costumes I thought were actually kind of cool, and I was impressed. You know this isn't really, this isn't really a, uh, you know a cash in. And I, once again, another thing I admire. I really want <laughs> to like this movie more, <laughs> but the last half I was. I mean, especially when the revolutionary kind of plot kicks in, and it it's, it's it kind of veers a little off of the, uh, the main inspector thing. I mean, he's still a very big part of the movie. Um, I, I was definitely losing interest. Uh, luckily they have this, a great, you know, set piece near the end to kind of return that. But I, I think overall it was, it was a really weird kind of mixed experience for me. Yeah. Those, those set pieces really did kind of swoop in to save the day when, whenever, uh, it got a little bit, uh, lost in its own story. Um, and those set pieces are very refreshing, and um, you know, we already mentioned the handcuff one, but that's such a great, you know, Looney Tunes esque, <laughs> just a completely manic set piece. And then at, towards the end, uh, you know, those the climactic fight there, uh, that's actually when the Buster Keaton homage is most apparent uh, because they're a building just like in uh, Steamboat uh, Bill Jr comes down and <laughs> Jackie just kind of stands and it falls around him, you know, just like Buster Keaton decades earlier. Like that, that's kind of the most blatant example of, you know, him being the I don't know, Chinese successor of <laughs> Buster Keaton, which is, which was really awesome. And I, I got like a charge just <laughs> watching that kind of just cause it's, I don't know. So, it was just a nice tip of the hat, I guess. Yeah, I think that's something I'll always admire about Jackie Chan is he, he kind of found this this niche where he's he's paying homage to a famous actor, but he's also doing something very unique in that he's an action star. He's an action comedy star, and there's not really anyone else who does that, and he does it so well to the point where he's almost died so many times. <laughs> yeah, no. You, you know, I almost wish uh, I, I wish we we'd found another Jackie Chan movie to. Uh, to watch you know maybe one that was a little more stunt heavy i know there's one i don't not sure which film it is where he goes down a like a, the side of a building and it's at a really steep angle and he could have just plummeted at any minute or, or even the previous project day i noticed they had a harold lloyd joke where he's hanging from a clock <laughs> really? and he's really doing it he's really hanging you know, hundreds of feet in the air from a with from the hand of a clock oh wow but, I mean, that's, well, there you go. I mean, that's amazing. And I, I think that that is what Jackie Chan does is that he kind of 
puts this spin on these old, uh, you know, the very expressive uh, physicality of these silent film stars and kind of puts that action tinge on it. Um, I, th- I know that uh, one of like Quentin Tarantino's favorite films of the last 25 years is uh, Super Cop, which is a Jackie Chan movie, which apparently has like these insane stunts and that people who um, really appreciate stunt work and, you know, action cinema, like regard it as like this masterpiece. So I, I actually am, because of this movie kind of my interest in seeing that has been renewed just because i want to see jackie jan do amazing things without having to juggle you know pirates chasing after him and uh, this corrupt police force and all these things i don't really care about um so yeah that's that's something i want to see um one thing about the cast is that a young uh maggie chung is the female lead um which i I knew she had done Jackie Chan movies. I th- I knew she was in a. I think it's called Police. Yeah, Police Story and Police Story. I think she's in Supercop actually. I think that's a Police Story sequel too. Uh, so I know that she works with him and she has worked with him in the past. But I did. You know, I have no idea which one she's in. I, I don't think I've seen like a Jackie Chan movie that wasn't made in America before this. So, but yeah, I I don't know if I can really. Um, evaluate her performance as much um in in this kind of setting just because this is a type of movie that i'm still learning how to watch so i i don't know if i can really appreciate the performances on that level quite yet but um it was cool seeing her and it was made me want to watch in the mood for love or or mavep or something so that was cool so as a whole did you appreciate project a2 enough to where you would recommend it honestly i would say yes <laughs> i would say if you uh have your thumb on the fast forward button and uh you know i i think even if even in the kind of lulls between the actual action set pieces which are really something to behold I think it gets by on on good humor on you know being pretty endearingly goofy i think and even when it's kind of unintentionally goofy, I, I think it's it's just it never uh, stops being uh, fascinating. <laughs> just as uh, you know, assuming that none of you have seen Project A One, it it really is just fascinating to see this sequel to a movie we haven't seen in, with this plot that is bizarrely uh, complicated. And I don't know. I I would honestly recommend it because I I can't say that I didn't enjoy myself. Yeah, you know, though I do agree with almost everything you're saying, I I think I I, I can't recommend it just for uh, a little too much story for for me. I I, I like to think there's probably some Jackie Chan movies out there that are a little lighter and a little easier to kind of digest. This one, it was was a bit of a challenge for me. Uh, I I had had some fun, but there's definitely some points where I didn't have fun. Uh, Mixed bag. It's 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 a it's a mild not recommendation <laughs> whatever so your, your thumb is. is like diagonally put down yeah yeah okay no i i hear you it's definitely it can be kind of dry at points i will say something we didn't touch on great music in this yeah movie. no did you see the end credits with jackie chan laying down a, a hot verse 
Uh, you know, I didn't. I, I don't. I don't know if at that point the Netflix screen like went up into the corner and it's like you should check out. Oh these. wow! No, the end credits are great. It shows outtakes from the movie and it. But in the oh, like yeah, he usually yeah. does that. I can't believe I didn't. Even think and in the corner, it. I didn't. Even in the think corner, there's a little box that shows Jackie Chan in the studio recording the theme songs <laughs> of the movie. It's amazing. <laughs> You know, I'll have to put that at the end of this podcast. <laughs> I know Jackie Chan's got a, a wonderful singing oh, voice. Oh yeah, totally. Um, so yeah, no, I I, I I would recommend it mildly. So there you have it, Project A two. Uh, you know, if you like uh, comedy and action altogether, in the most unusual way, you know, I think I think you'll like it. Uh, is there any other movies you think that it kind of reminds you, you of or, or something you'd like to rec- recommend? I mean, I usually like to take, usually, it's our second episode, I usually like to take this moment to um, kind of like, well, we saw this, now you should watch this. But, I mean, we both kind of established that we don't really know a lot about this genre. Is there anything, uh, maybe even just an action movie? Well, you know. <laughs> you can think of? <laughs> yeah. Uh, you, you know, it is a genre that I don't, uh, have that much experience with it so i think like in terms of canonical like hong kong action movies i can't really say that there's um something that comes to mind but i do think that as far as uh martial arts movies that are very comedic and goofy in a way that's uh you know kind of knowing I, I think i do think that it's a kind of a tongue-in-cheek action movie I think uh, Stephen Chow is kind of the guy that came to mind, and Kung Fu Hustle in particular. Oh, uh, definitely. That's definitely what I was thinking of. Yeah, which personally. it's kind of a parody of the genre, but I think this is kind of a parody. Maybe not a parody, but I, I think it, this is kind of a goofy take on, I don't know, martial arts movies, and I think that's, you know, that's Kung Fu Hustle is uh, funny and kind of spoofs a lot of tropes, but... I think it's also uh, it works really well as an action movie, and it's like Jackie Chan. It's very well choreographed and has very exciting set pieces. So I would say that'd be my go-to. I I agree completely. You know that uh, Kung Fu Wrestle is one of my favorite sight gags in a comedy. Uh, I won't go too far into it because uh, you really got to see the scene to appreciate. It. It's the scene where Stephen Chow is looking f- for someone to challenge in the town. Yeah, I know exactly what you're talking about. <laughs> uh, out of this big crowd. And he keeps picking people that look unassuming, and then they turn out to be you know, ripped or really big. <laughs> he's like, no, sit back down. No, no, no. That is a, that is a great sequence. So yeah, I would also recommend uh, Kung Fu Hustle. Uh, okay, last week we, uh, we used this moment to kind of also recommend things that we'd seen in theaters or just you know any other place um i didn't have the time this week to uh to catch anything else uh did you um yeah i haven't seen any movie from the uh since the last uh time we spoke um but i have been watching really terrible uh netflix reality i don't even want to call them terrible because i i love them uh netflix reality tv or reality shows on netflix um, and in particular, My Cat from Hell is I've seen yeah, it. Jackson Galaxy. Yeah. Yes, he's a very emotional yes. man. Yeah, he's moved by by the journeys that the cats go on with him. It, it's basically like a bar rescue for cats, and he goes to these different homes and and helps these uh, these cat owners with their cats that are from hell. Uh, and he's this kind of 
he's this musician by day and cat behaviorist by well also by day different days i think by <laughs> night he's probably the musician uh but yeah and uh brit w- w- loves the show and i think she was saying that oh he has to be a rockabilly musician like he doesn't establish what music he plays but just from looking at him and his kind of aesthetic he's definitely like uh, this like rockabilly or or some kind of like punk rock reverend Horton <laughs> yeah style, yeah maybe. yeah like that kind of thing and it's just he's just such a character and he's like he's he's a bro man i'm all about jackson galaxy his name's jackson galaxy Ah, and and he he carries a guitar case full of well, cat ca- toys. yeah, it's like Antonio Banderas and Elma or in uh, Desperado, but with a bunch of cat toys, <laughs> but better. <laughs> so, um, yeah, no, if you if you like cats or if you like you know crazy rockabilly dudes who like cats, uh, I would say marathon that because it's it's a uh, it's amazing. <laughs> I would have to agree with you. That show is hilarious. It's just it's interesting to see the people that are so invested in their cats, and then even when the cat is from hell, you know, it's it's an interesting kind of drama that you don't get on a lot of other kind of reality shows. So yeah, check out My Guy from Hell on on Netflix. Yeah, totally. That leads us to uh, the portion of the show where we will be selecting the film for next week's episode. We use the Netflix randomizer, and the way it basically works. I think I explained it earlier, but I'll, I'll recap. Uh, basically, we're going to use the Netflix randomizer. We're going to activate it three times, and then we're going to have to select one of the three movies, and then that's what we'll review next week. Uh, Michael, would you like to take the honor? All right. Um, all right. Randomizer choice number one. Straight A's. 2013. It's a uh, comedy directed by James Cox. Seeking redemption, family outcast Scott returns to his hometown, only to throw everyone's lives into disarray. It's particularly troubling for his sister-in-law, who was once his high school sweetheart. It's Ryan Philippe, Anna Paquin, Luke Wilson. It's like everyone who can't get in like a mainstream movie right now <laughs> came together to do this. I don't. This is this doesn't look good, but I don't know. It's something that kind of it's kind of amusing to me about this. This looks I you know don't want to judge before seeing, but this definitely uh, yeah I do. What who what, what am I saying? Yes, I, I do want to judge before seeing. Uh, this looks kind of like uh, a guy who saw Garden State and wanted some of that sweet social outcast returns to hometown cash. I feel like Straight Bees probably would have been a better title considering all the B list <laughs> stars that are in this movie. Oh. <laughs> We'll see. Damn, Joan Rivers. Okay. All right. <laughs> number okay. th- what else, what else do we got? Uh, okay, entry number two. Let it load. Uh, Independent America, Rising from Ruins. Documentary. Uh, director Hanson Hoisen, I believe, uh, documents the state of small business owners in New Orleans, exploring how they've helped propel local renewal efforts and how they're struggling to repel the incoming chain stores that threaten to destroy their livelihoods. All right. So I, definitely, this looks like... I definitely have a hesitance about documentaries for some reason on this, but uh, sure, I don't know. Sure. I mean, it'll, it'll, it's going to happen someday. It's going to happen <laughs> yeah, someday yeah. we're going to get three documentaries in a row. And then we have no choice. But, uh, yeah. <laughs> but, you yeah. know, we'll Interesting uh, okay. subject matter. All right. Um, and number three... Uh, okay, so now that I've hit it again, I'll get to say something that I'm not sure I'm going to pronounce correctly. Um, Dill, Dosti, etc. 
2007. Uh, In this drama that explores the nature of male friendship and how today's youth live and think, two college pals with differing political views and backgrounds embody the clash between new liberal liberal attitudes in India and older, more conservative ones. Okay. Um, What's the origin of that movie? Uh, the origin? Is uh, it, what, it, it's foreign, right? Is, is it Indian? <laughs> well, I mean, I, I assume, because it's, uh, yeah, new liberal attitudes uh, in India. I mean, I, let me let me look it up a little. Yeah, um, Manish Tiwari is the director, and he's an Indian filmmaker. Um, and yeah, Dil Dati, etc., which translates to heart, friendship, etc. And it's a, it's a Bollywood film. Ooh, you know, I know most Bollywood movies are really long. I wonder if that's one of them. I wonder if it's it's a this this is a yeah hundred four hundred and four minutes. So okay, this is actually so pretty pretty short. For it's not like one of those ones that you know, it's, it's an all day event. Right, right, right. <laughs> okay, well there there you have those are some pretty unusual movies, but you know that's that's the that's the risk we take when we do this. We're gonna have weeks that are like this that are pretty unusual. Uh, yeah, but that's. <laughs> You sound so defeated. <laughs> no. It's hard to get excited, but um, you know that's what we're, 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 we do. I mean, there, there's probably gonna be a point where we will tweak it just a little bit. So <laughs> it's hard to be excited, but that's what we do. No, yeah, we make I, it exciting. We will make it exciting. We took Project A two and made what I think to be the greatest second episode since the second episode of Cheers. So I can I will call that right now. That that's what this episode was. All right, so there you have it. Uh, Stream Police. Uh, you can find us on iTunes. It's it, it's it's kind of tricky. Uh, just search "mildly pleased" uh, podcast. "Mildly pleased" is the site that Stream Police is is hosted on, and there's a lot of other fun kind of pop culture content there, and another podcast that occasionally happens called Top Ten Thursdays. So you can check out that too if you like. Um, we're thinking about you know maybe we'll get like a Tumblr, or Twitter, or something at some point to. To build up that web presence and let people Yeah, know. you know, we're all about the brand. We're all about, you know, kind of monetizing our brand, getting our brand out there. Look at t-shirts. Yeah. I don't know what would be on them. I don't know. Just our logo, I guess. Or maybe, like, a broken photo bucket, like, picture, <laughs> which is our kind of Skype experience. <laughs> I don't know. Well, there you have it. Uh, we'll see you next time on screen, please. Uh, you have a good time. See you. <laughs>